Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of my podcast called Learning to Love Myself. For those of you who don't know who I am, my name is Elisa Neary. Um, I go by E, though, because some people have a really hard time pronouncing my name. So if you ever want to talk about me to your friends and share my podcast, you can all refer to me as E as well. So I guess for today's episode, I kind of want to talk to you guys about when I realized that it was time for me to make some changes in my life so that I could finally be in a place where I could learn how to love myself. So we're going to get really deep and personal super fast. This is kind of crazy. So basically, I guess my journey probably started um, in the beginning of senior year, which would have been actually like literally one year ago today, probably, because I'm pretty sure that was my first day of school. So senior year started and everything was great. Um, I like put this idea in my head that I was going to have a really good senior year and that my senior year was going to be filled with like fun and friends. And I really tried to put myself out there during senior year. Um, and then probably, probably I'd say like by November, everything kind of shifted and changed for me. So one of the biggest things in my life that was kind of weighing me down and was really putting a damper on my self-confidence and how much I was able to realize like how much of like a important person I am in this world and not just like in a selfish way, just in a way of like every person in this world is important and everybody is here for some reason. So it was me kind of taking that first step to realize why I was important on this planet and what I was meant to be here for, if that makes sense to you guys. So basically, I don't have the best relationship with my dad. And then obviously, like, I don't talk to him anymore. So I'm not going to get like too far into depth with it because I don't want to like expose him or like put him out there on the internet where he has no control over what I'm saying. But basically, my dad and I had a really, really bad relationship, always like from the start growing up. It was never like a very healthy one. Um, And not just like for me, but for both of us, I think it was a very unhealthy relationship. And I think I kind of came to a point in my life where I realized that I love my dad with my whole heart. I really do. And I would never want to put him in a position where he feels hurt. So... I had a long talk with my therapist about my dad and just how I know that my dad is a good person and I know that I love my dad and that's why I still have him in my life. But I think that right now would be a time when I need to step back. So my therapist and I kind of agreed together that I needed to take a break from seeing my dad, which was really hard for me. And so I think in November is when I ended everything. I really don't remember. I just know that my dad was one of the reasons that I was really holding myself back as becoming who I really wanted to be as a person. So I sent my dad a text, which still like kills me to this day because I never, it was, I mean, I'm breaking up with someone, you know, I'm not breaking up with someone in a romantic way, but breaking up a relationship with your father is really hard. Um, But I knew it was something that I had to do in this moment. And I told him, I said, you know, like, this is not a matter of me 
wanting to end our relationship permanently. This is just me needing to take time to focus on myself, which um, we won't get into how he responded to it because um, it wasn't what you would hope the response would be, which is fine. That was his choice. And that's something that he's going to have to live with. But I needed to remove the things from my life and the people from my life that were holding me back from being who I really wanted to be. So in November, I think, I really don't know. In November, I ended things with my dad. Then what ended up happening is that I didn't really have a lot of friends in school, um, but I didn't have friends in school because of myself, which, which like, okay, I'll explain it to you. So basically I was not a very nice person in high school. And it's not that I was like a bully, you know, I wasn't bullying people or anything. I just had a lot of things going on in my personal life that I didn't really know how to handle at the time. And because of that, I kind of just took it out on other people. And I didn't like confess my problems to other people, but I was going through a very dark place in my life and I didn't know how I felt about it. So I kind of just took out all of my anger on other people. Um, I mean, I was, I was not a nice person. I just always have a hard time like talking about it because I really can't fathom the fact that like that's who I was and that I was ever okay with it. Because I think I was at a point where I told myself, you know, if I'm hurting this much, then it's okay for other people to hurt too, because it's not fair that I'm the only person that has to hurt, which obviously is not the way that anybody should go about anything. But that's how in that time when I was in that headspace, that's how I felt that I needed to go about it. So by senior year, I really didn't have any friends, which sucks to say, um, I, I mean, I had a few people. I'm not going to say that I didn't have any friends. I had a few people in my life that I considered my friend and that I really love and I really care about, which they're still kicking it. They're still here with me today. Um, but other than those like two or three friends and my boyfriend, I didn't have anyone. So senior year was turning out to be a very rough year. But I kept telling myself that I had the school musical, you know, and the musical was going to help me feel better. I'm a, for those of you who don't know, I'm a musical theater major. So that's what I'm doing in college right now. But um, I had the school musical and that was what I was going to rely on um, to keep me happy because music and singing and being in shows and performing, that's what made me happy. So I was really relying on the musical to kind of make me feel better, which obviously I shouldn't have to rely on something to make me feel better. I should be able to make myself feel better. Also, I'm cracking my knuckles. I don't know if you guys can hear that, so sorry. Um, by the way, before I keep going, I really don't know like how long this podcast is gonna be right now. I'm just kind of like trying to figure everything out. But right now I know that for this episode, I wanna tell you about when I knew it was time to change. And I think that'll be a great segue for us to go into episode two, which is gonna be how I took that time to change. So, I, we're probably in like November now and we've been in November. So I don't know why I said that. Um, so we're in November. I have basically no friends. I don't really have people that I talk to in school. I was feeling very lonely and just depressed all the time because I didn't have anybody. I was watching all of these people that I used to be friends with 
constantly hang out together and go do fun things. And I never really felt like I would ever have people to do that with. I never felt like I would have a group of friends. And for some reason, I was, when I was in this headspace, I was just so focused on having friends that that's more that I cared of. Like I cared about having friends more than I cared about myself and how I would be affecting those people if I was friends with them. Um, which that took a lot of time for me to realize. So the musical came around and I got in, but I only got into the ensemble, which for me was very hard, um, to take. And it's not something that I'm proud of, obviously, but being a musical theater major and getting cast in the ensemble in your senior year musical, that, that hurt a lot, honestly. And I mean, there's no, there's no like blame put on anybody. Um, obviously, it's not a matter of me not being good at musical theater. It just means that there were people for the musical who got cast in parts that I didn't because they were a better option, which is totally fine. And I mean, come to realize, this is actually a big part of it, come to realize it didn't really matter if I wanted a part of the musical or not, because I ended up having nodes, um, which for those of you who don't know, vocal nodules is a, I don't really know how to explain it without it being gross, but basically I'll just be gross. There's these little calluses that form on your vocal cords and they show up from like a variety of different things. It can be from acid reflux or it can be from overusing your voice too much. It can be from just about anything really. But I overused my voice too much up until senior year, excuse me. So I ended up having vocal nodules, which um, I ended up really not being able to sing or speak. I was constantly losing my voice. So I don't actually know why I thought at all that I was going to end up getting a part in the show, which whatever, totally fine, not concerned with it anyway. So during the musical, um, I had this friend, which I have a feeling she'd be okay with me talking about her. Let me just stop recording really fast and like shoot her a text and ask her. Okay guys. So I actually, um, I took like a 10 minute break from recording. I got some water because my throat was feeling a little bit dry, so I got some water in me, and I also talked to Tori to be sure that she would be okay with me talking about, like, our friendship on the show, which she is. So I'm going to talk to you about my friend Tori now, and, um, you know, she's one of those kind of important people in my life now. I definitely consider her one of my closest friends. Um, Tori and I kind of joke together about how, like, we don't really have any friends other than each other. Um, except for like a select few people. So Tori and I have known each other since um, our sophomore year of high school. So we've known each other for almost a full four years now, I think, which is absolutely like insane to me. Maybe three, maybe three. I don't know. Since sophomore year of high school and we're in our freshman year of college right now. So Tori and I have known each other for a really long time. We were never like super close, but we've always been friends. Um, and then when the musical came around senior year, um, we did Mamma Mia and Tori was cast as Donna, which she did a great job as Donna, by the way. But I obviously, as I talked about, I was very salty about not getting a lead in the show. And, um, you know, I'm not proud of my decisions and I look back on it now and I 
kind of like giggle about it because I don't know. That's I handle I, I my coping mechanism is laughing at things, I guess. But um, I was not very nice to Tori um, because she got cast as the lead and I didn't, which she literally has no control over what part she gets cast as. So it's not like it was, it, I had any reason to be mad at her. I just chose to be mad at her um, for getting the part over me, which obviously was very wrong of me. But um, what ended up happening, it was actually after the very first rehearsal for the musical, actually. It was just the read-through. And during the read-through, I had posted something um, on an account that Tori followed. And when she saw it, she, like, unfriended me on the account and I had noticed and I had texted her and I was like, Hey, why'd you unfriend me like on this? And she basically was like, you know, I really wanted us to be friends, but you, I mean, moral of the story, I, I don't remember like word for word what she said, but she basically said, you know, I really wanted us to be friends, but I don't want to be friends with somebody who's going to be mean to other people, especially when it has to do with something that like they had no control over, which um, really pissed me off actually at the time, which obviously I'm sure the more and more that you're listening to this, like the way that I reacted to these things, like obviously I needed, I needed a change in my life, obviously. So Basically, that happened, and all of a sudden, Tori and I weren't friends anymore. But the one thing that Tori and I always were very true about was that whether we're friends or not, you know, I said to her, I was like, look, I don't want this to be like, we can't be in the same room as each other. I don't want this to be as if you won't talk to me at all and I won't talk to you at all. I don't want it to be uncomfortable between us still. I know we're not going to be friends, but... I don't want us to just completely try to block each other out of our lives. You know, I actually costume designed the musical. So I was like, I have no choice but to talk to you about costumes anyway. And so I don't want to have to like, I don't want us to feel like we have to force a conversation when it comes to costumes and stuff. And she agreed with me. And that's the one thing that I think aside from all other friend arguments that I've ever had that like Tori and I, really like agreed on and we stuck to and we followed, which I think is probably one of the big reasons why we're still friends today, honestly, which I'll get into that next. So basically I, Tori and I weren't friends and I think Tori and I not being friends. I think I finally was at a point where I was like, oh shit, like Tori doesn't even want to be my friend anymore because of the person that I am. And I think that's finally when I realized that like I needed to change, like I needed to do something to work on myself. So I spent the next, let's see, let's see, let's see, November, December, January, February, March. I spent the next five months um, basically not having anybody who I talked to on a day-to-day -day basis um, outside of school. I had people that I talked to in school. I had my friends in school, but not anybody who I really thought I could like really count on and trust, which really sucks. But I did. I spent those, I spent five months basically on my own, kind of just thinking about everything and how everything got to where it was. And 
I really just, I think at that point I was just mad. I was already mad because I wasn't friends with Tori. I didn't have any friends and I was going through all of this. And I think I was finally just mad at myself because I had let myself get to this point where I didn't have any friends and I did it to myself and I was alone and I did it to myself. And that was something that was really hard for me to realize. But I think once I realized that I was finally able to go about working on becoming a better person. So then the musical happened and I costume designed it and I didn't really talk to anyone during the musical. I kind of just did my own thing, which is really upsetting because it was my senior year musical and I'm really, I'm don't get me wrong because I know there are a lot of people who didn't even get to do their senior year musical because of COVID. And I am forever grateful that I still got to do it. And I am so grateful that I got the experience to costume a musical, which was absolutely insane. Um, but I'm really sad that my senior year musical had to be me just feeling sad all the time, honestly, because of the way that everything worked out, you know, and that's something that I re I don't regret because I'm a firm believer that everything happens for a reason, but it's something that makes me sad when I look back on how my senior year was spent, you know, and that's whatever. But um, as I said before, actually, you know, like I, I ended up actually not even being able to do a lot for the musical anyway. Um, I had nodes, so I really couldn't sing that much, which really sucks, um, which like we'll get into nodes in like another episode or something because that's really not that important. And like, I'm still I'm still recovering from nodes. I mean, it's gone, but there's still daily exercises that I have to do and everything, but that is completely beside the point and I'm getting completely off topic with my rambling. So we will move right along into this. Um, so the musical was in February and in January, this is when the next like big like situation happened, I guess. So I had I had told you guys earlier in the podcast that um, everything that happened with my dad happened in November, which um, is not true. I just like lost track of time. I ever since like ever since quarantine, like time doesn't even exist in my book anymore. So everything that I explained to you guys that happened with my dad, it actually happened in January. And I think that was my final break in, breaking point, excuse me, of actually feeling like fully alone and depressed and sad. And I just wanted to not be me. I wanted to be someone else. Um, little did I know that that someone else who I wanted to be was always inside of me. It just was somebody who I didn't know I had inside of me. Um, so, so like I said, from November... I mean, really, let's just say from sophomore year of high school all the way to March of my senior year, really, I was somebody who I did not like at all. Um, I still don't really like that person, that part of me, but I more don't like it because I can't believe that I ever let myself get there, you know? And it's something that's really hard to process, but it's something that needs to be processed. Um, so yeah, there's all of that. Okay, I was rambling a lot, so I just stopped recording and I gave myself a second to just kind of breathe before I continued on with the rest of what I wanted to talk about. So basically, just quick recap for you, since I rambled a lot, you might have zoned out. Totally fine. I'm not mad at you. 
Um, after everything happened with the musical, with Tori, and everything that happened with my dad, I was finally at a place where I knew I had to change. And as I said before, it took me a lot of time to realize that, and it took me a lot of time being alone to actually work on myself, which I think is important because, you know, change doesn't happen overnight, which is something that a lot of people, no matter how many times they say it, they kind of just like don't believe. And change can't happen in one night. You know, I can't just go to bed one morning, one night, pardon me. I can't just go to bed one night and be like, I want to be a different person tomorrow morning. And when I wake up, my personality is completely different. You know, that's not something that you can do in one night, even in a week. It has to be a process. And like I said, for me, it probably took, the extent of it probably took five, nope, not five years, five months. But the whole thing probably took like three years because um, it it's kind of, it's kind of like the 12 steps or whatever those things are called, where it's like your first step is like acceptance and then denial or something like that. You know what I mean? The 12 steps. But um, so, yeah. So in March is kind of when I had finally spent enough time alone that I had realized that I wanted to change and I wanted to be a better person and March was when I really did my hard work. I spent a lot of time, actually, this was like right before COVID. Um, I spent a lot of time going to the gym and working out. I spent a lot of time eating healthier. I spent a lot of time just like journaling and writing down my feelings and talking to my therapist more about, you know, how I was feeling and everything and being more open and honest with my therapist. Because I think one of the big things too about being in therapy, honestly, or just in general, is that if you're not open and honest about it with yourself, then you're not going to be open and honest about it with other people. And it wasn't until like February and March that I actually was open and honest with myself that I needed to change and I needed to become a better person because I really was at a place where I didn't love myself and I didn't think that there was any benefit of me being on the planet. So I needed to work on change. And one of those big steps for me was finally being open and honest about it with my therapist and telling my therapist, like, look, I don't like who I am. And I don't know how you can help me change that. I don't know if there is a way to change it, but I want to change who I am as a person. Um, and that was really big for me to be able to do that because I feel like that's something that, I mean, it's not easy to say for anybody, but especially for someone who for the past like three and a half years had kind of just told herself like, oh, well, you know, you, you're like hurting. So it's okay that you're hurting other people, you know? So that was, that was big for me. And I'm really proud of myself about that still. Um, and that is when I finally decided to reach out to Tori and a few other people, but Tori is the more significant one in this and send an apology. And this is where everything finally started to get better for me. So I'm only going to briefly talk about it because I do want to talk about more of this in episode two, where I talk about where I am now. So basically what I ended up saying to Tori was, I mean, I'm not going to say word for word because I don't even remember, but I sent her a text and I said, Hey, you don't have to respond to this at all. And I won't be mad if you don't respond to it. 
but I wanted to send you this text because I wanted to say I'm sorry. Um, I sent Tori an apology text, which is not something that the person who I used to be would have done. And I think that's when I myself finally realized that I was at a place where I was better and that I was okay. I apologized and I owned up to the things that I shouldn't have said or done, et cetera. I owned up to my actions. I took responsibility for them and I apologized for them. And I said, you know, I can't change the past and I don't know if we'll ever be friends again, but I need you to know that I'm sorry for the way that I treated you and for the way that our friendship had to end. And, uh, you know, I, I wasn't, I wasn't like expecting Tori to text me back or anything, but she did. And uh, when Tori texted me back, we didn't necessarily like repair our friendship, but we kind of just like got back to talking. And I mean, I feel like I'm very confident that Tori can say this too, but Tori and I now are like, we're the closest, we're so close, so close now. And we're closer than we've ever been before actually, which is kind of funny because the person who I used to be when I was friends with Tori, I just did like quotation marks, like air quotes, but you couldn't see it obviously. The person who I used to be when I was friends with Tori was not actually friends with Tori. I was kind of like friends with Tori because I wanted to make more friends, but I wasn't worried about the people that I was already friends with. So Tori and I were friends, yes, but I wasn't, I didn't, ugh, I don't wanna, okay, so, okay, Tori, you're gonna end up listening to this anyway, but basically what I'm trying to say is that when Tori and I used to be friends, I didn't see Tori as a friend. I saw her as another person who I could call my friend. And um, I don't actually know if that made any sense. But basically, Tori and I now, as I'm my new person and I'm the best that I've ever been before, we're together and we're closer than we've ever been. And we went on a vacation together and we talk to each other literally every single day and we FaceTime all the time. And that's something that I wouldn't have had before with Tori had I still been the same person. I mean, old Elisa, Tori and I never talked to each other. We talked to each other in school. We were friends in school, but we were never, we never talked to each other outside of school. We never, we never hung out outside of school or anything. So yeah, um, that's when I finally realized that like I was better and I'll get more into it in the second episode. But for now, I think that's where I want to close this out. So thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. Um, you can now find me on a bunch of places to listen to this podcast, including Anchor, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and a few other places too. You can check them out on my website. Um, if you're interested in this podcast, show it some love. Um, subscribe to it, follow it, whatever you want to do, whatever you can do, share it with other people. And once again, a huge, huge thank you to my sponsor, Anchor, for being a part of this podcast and allowing me to continue my dreams. Tune in next week for another episode of Learning to Love Myself. Bye.